You're listening to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your K-Pop host, Stephanie, joined by my illustrious K-Pop DJ co-host, Peter Lowe. Howdy, 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 howdy. And it says howdy here in the show notes, if that's what I'm saying. And we're bringing on guest Rodri Thomas of the K-Pop show and fantastic elastic musician. Rodri, happy to have you on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me back yet again. So today we're giving you a double shot of Daebak or Not. Taeyang edition. Yeah. We'll be reviewing his brand new singles, Darling and Wake Me Up. But before we do that, let's do our hit replays. So what's making you hit replay this week, Stephanie? I have got a new release from my girl Hyana. No, no, not that Hyana. Hyana from Nine Muses did a little collab with EU Erin. Um, called Dung Dung, which means floating. And I just really like it because it's this dreamy summer jam. I feel like I'm in a cabana poolside with a pina colada. Um, and it does have a tropical house vibe to it. I know that we we're hating on that genre these days, but I think they, they do it right or in a more electro refreshing kind of way. So I'm enjoying it. I have actually not heard that one yet. I'm going to have to go check that out. I think we're allowed to like Tropical House, but... uh, Are we? I don't know. I don't know. Nope. I don't know. This is kind of a question for myself, because I'm like really down on the genre. But I was like, dang it, I like this one. Who am I? I I think we're allowed to like it until SM does it. That's Ah. when we really got to draw the line. So I am in the clear. Cool. So moving right along, how about you, Pilo? What's making you hit replay? Sonamu and their song Friday Night. Intellectually... There's like no reason why I should like this. It falls into it like all the horrible like K-pop tropes. I mean, whatever it is, it's like maybe it's this flavor of eggyo, maybe it's their G-friend style of dancing in a pool of water, or the oh, really yeah. cliche like alto and like baritone sax sounds that you get whenever like Love K-pop is trying sax. to be like sexy, you know? And it like it has them like mm-hmm. shaking their butts in the camera, zooming in on their butts whenever they're playing the alto sax. <laughs> For part of the verses, that's got that super. Cheap Cheesy, like late 90s, early 2000s piano chords that you get like with like Backstreet Boys or like, you know, Britney Spears. And like, yes. it's quite honestly the definition of guilty pleasure. And maybe it's stupid songs like these for why I like hip hop. <laughs> We love you, Peter. You always bring out the best in K-pop for us on the hit replay. This begs the question, though, who was the first one to try dancing in a pool of water? Was that EXO? Oh, yeah, probably. I, oh, or, no, was or that 2 p.m.? Maybe it was rain, actually. Oh, it must have been rain. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> that only makes sense. Yeah. My ultimate bias. Uh, okay, now now I'm having flashbacks to seeing rain live and like the water falling from the ceiling onto his bear. To, okay, anyways. Um, <laughs> oh, so last but not least, Rodri, what's making you hit replay? Oh, it is. Maybe I'm not allowed to, to use this one since we're going to be talking about Taeyong today. But since it technically came out like a week ago, it's his intro song 
one actually called White Knight. Ah, uh, yes. So amazing. It starts with these like pulsing piano chords and then it throws in like hi-hat sounds and then you just like right when you don't expect it, you think it'll change. They keep the p- piano going but they add the snare and it's just like and then it just explodes and it yep. it's almost like unjust how soon it ends. <laughs> I feel like, a this is just wrong. wrong. You listen to that song and then like listen to the very ending. It's like that was the moment you go into verse two, Taeyang. How dare you yeah. steal this moment from me? But it was it's so good while it lasts. I just wanna hold you. I have definitely been replaying that over and over again. And that has kind of reminded me, it reminds me of the BTS Spring Day teaser mm-hmm. where they do like acapella mm-hmm. and like just the rock segment of that song, which was just like so good. And this is an intro slash teaser that was as good as that. Yeah, it's an introduction song done right. And it's a good tease into the theme of today's Daybok or not. It's a white night, and Rodri, I can see you put in your show notes here, a white night means a sleepless night. <laughs> so let's wake up with today's Daybok or not. Taeyong's wake me up. <laughs> okay. I was so, like, what? What is it? What are we doing? Wake me up. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's a really intellectually stimulating music video. I'm sure there's a lot of symbolism that we'll dive into, but it shows Taeyong wrestling with himself and acknowledging lyrically that he doesn't want to wake up. And you can see that struggle from him in a variety of different sets, which might mean different realities. We see him in a forest, a jungle, an apartment, in a light room, and the typical K-pop setting in a hallway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, several hallways it's fun it it deals with light and dark i think the opening scene of the video is so beautiful and well done and it's really enticing a lot of k-pop music videos show you someone in their apartment or you know people having fun or whatever but this one you start with seeing Taeyang in this dark forest it's almost like a secret garden it's mysterious where anything can happen and the music also implies this mystery and this building up so I really think they they chose the right clip for the the introduction to this song it pulled me in yeah and you know even right before that dark forest if you pay like you, you blink and you miss it in the beginning but you can see I think I think that's exactly what I did Please tell us, Peter. Well, <laughs> yeah, I must have done that also. I mean, message wise, this seems to be like dreamception. Lyrically, it seems to be about not wanting to wake up. Like, if I can hold on to this moment forever and to really dwell on that feeling of love and fearing that that love will disappear the moment you wake up, right? But ironically, the music video tries to show the opposite. It almost seems like him trying to wake up 
himself up. The lyrics say, don't wake me up. And the song is called Wake Me Up. And in the music video for the song, it seems like he's all about trying to wake up and maybe also trying to remember what happened in the dream. So at that very beginning, he's closing his eyes. But the way it was filmed where he's closing his eyes, it looks like it was filmed and recorded in the opposite direction, as if he was opening his eyes. Oh, but the way what? the film plays, it's as if he's closing his eyes, if that makes Dang. sense, right? I missed so much. So I don't know if that's <laughs> him because they're playing it backward, kind of forward. That film technique, I don't know if that's them just trying to show that he's trying to recollect what happened mm-hmm. in the dream. So, in, okay. in him going back into the dream, you see a bunch of dreamlike sequences, like with uh, like cards and books and stuff floating upwards, defying gravity, and a wine bottle spinning around. I don't know if that's him sinking back into the dream. And then we see him perhaps dive into that dream world in, in this you know murky, dark forest. And as he's in this apartment, that seems to be him sort of being in that reality. And you see him reach for the camera, or maybe it happens in the, the reverse direction, but as he reaches for the camera, that's what goes back into that dreamlike state. And, it, and the screen sort of blurs, showing that you know he's trying to recollect this moment mm-hmm. when he's outside of his apartment back in the forest or in this K-pop music video setting hallway. <laughs> I really like this theory. I only saw the music video once, but it, in my memory of it, it doesn't really feel like he was lucid the whole time. And so, or, or like at all, really, like you see him lighting these fireworks right when the first drop happens. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it doesn't seem like he's, it seems like when he's doing stuff like that, it's because he's being compelled by his dreamlike state to just kind of do whatever his dream dictates. And he like fights it at other moments. Yeah. I'm being uh, won over to this. Yeah. Well, there, there are moments, right? Where you see him in like a sensory deprivation tank. And I don't know if that's him. A what? Oh, so like he's in a tank, right? Oh, like a like a tank of water, and it's completely oh, yeah. black around him. Like and the, the the Wolverine tank. Yes, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and usually people are in that to feel this feeling of like Obviously. weightlessness, to not hear or see or smell or mm. you know feel any of the five senses, right? As, or at least as little as possible. Yeah. It shows him kind of like bringing his head out of it. And that's, I don't know if him trying to get out of that dreamlike state. Mm-hmm. But there are times where you see him, he's got his like hand on his head when he's in his apartment. That's when the apartment starts to lose its focus and even its color. It's like the colors start to distort. And it's like him trying to almost reflect back to what happened in his dream. Right. And that's maybe it- he's just really hung over, you guys. <laughs> really <laughs> <getting> lame. <laughs> Song he's is trying to remember. He, he said, you know, he said things he didn't mean last night to the girl. He's like, it was just the alcohol, baby. I'm sorry. Come back. Don't wake me up. I need a few more hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, when he's in that dream, though, he seems to be opening, or pardon me, turning on the light himself, right? So he turns mm-hmm. on the fireworks, and that's when it starts going into slow motion. And it, it seems like he has this moment of, like, clarity, and he turns into, like, glitter hot bod dude, where he yes. recognizes, like, you <laughs> Glitter know, hot bod dude, like, TM. This is no longer <laughs> the real world. This is the dream world, right? I mean, that's when he has that, like, moment of clarity within that dream world, and... I don't know. Like, you guys, again, I am so excited to see him perform this live in San, San Jose. He yeah. better be 
covered in glitter and shirtless on stage. He needs to be prepared. I'm sure he'll be both of those things. Yes. He's probably listening to this right now. Yeah. He needs to go through like all four set changes. He needs to have like the emo dark concept in this music video where he's like unsure of being in a dream and then like this moment where he wakes up from being in the dream or yeah. he's in the light and then uh and then the edgy apartment dude. Sure. So. I like them all, but mostly glitter hot bod dude. Yeah. <laughs> he needs most I of the time. Seeing that scene and thinking, dude, you're gonna get it in your eyes. I was like really worried about his eyes getting glitter in them. Like it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean one last thing on this and I'll I'll we can stop talking about the theory, but you know, there's a moment where, right on the bridge where he's in this open field and it's in moonlight. It's like at this twilight moment. And mm-hmm. to me, that seems like that's where he actually really achieves that moment of clarity in the dream and recognizing that he's in a dream. And then he sort of, you know, goes back into the light and back into the sparkly room. Yeah. And you can see toward the end of the music video, there's a moment where we see him and a reflection of himself. Right. against a mirror of glass and it, there's a crack in the glass where it looks like he banged his head against the glass and I don't know if that's him trying to break out of that dream but we see the reflection of Young walking away and Young in the mirror stays where he is abandoned by her reflection yeah so at the very end of the music video his eyes they remain closed but are they about to open I don't know so a lot of really interesting yeah. concepts here. You know, we're not sure if we're in the real world or the dream world, if he's trying to wake up, if he wants to stay in the dream or what. Yeah, much is unsure here. Yeah, and, and <laughs> to me, as we were just discussing before the show, it reminds me of another song by the same title, uh, Wake Me what? Up by BAP. I mean, oh. it's dealing with this whole like dreamception matrix. What is the real world? And as we explored in that episode with BAP is like light also symbolizes clarity and like, you know, intellectual growth Mm -hmm. and the truth. Just to jump genres a bit, I noticed some YouTube comments saying, does anyone think of Evanescence (laughs) wake me up inside? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So there are a few, a few really iconic songs with that theme. Taeyong's referencing BAP, who was referencing Evanescence. Totally. Totally true. It's all connected. So what do you guys think of the audio itself? Right when I first l- listened to the album, I started with White Knight, obviously. I love that song. We've already discussed that. But then I went into Wake Me Up. I was like super excited because it kind of built the same way that White Knight did. Yeah. And I was like, this is great. It's I-, I love when a song makes me really wait for a chorus drop. And that one makes you wait. And so yeah. I was really excited. But then the chorus dropped. And I was actually a little disappointed with that. Mm. I feel like... I don't know quite what's wrong, to be honest. I've tried to like listen and figure out what I don't like about it. But there's this phenomenon when you're writing music, especially EDM music, mm-hmm. which I'm sure that anybody who's done that that's listening to this will totally understand what I mean right away. But I don't know if I'll be able to explain this right. Where you know something is wrong, but you don't know what it is yet. <laughs> and uh. when you write EDM, you're typically, one of the biggest problems you have is like, for instance, the sound of the instruments you're using, the sound of the synthesizers, the beats, you want everything to work together. And so you end up listening to your song on loop, or maybe just like eight bars on oh, yeah. loop over and over and over again for hours sometimes, looking for the right sound, tweaking it here and there. Yeah. And eventually, if there's a mistake, you start to not notice it anymore. And I feel mm. like that might be what happened here, where there's something Whoa. 
I mean, that's pretty presumptuous of me to say because I have never written a song for a YG person. I assume that whoever is is definitely good at their job, mm-hmm. but it just feels mm-hmm. a little off to me. Like the the pulsing synths aren't in yes. sync with that thing in the front. The the what's it called? Analog synth. I don't know the names of synths anymore. But there's one that's playing kind of a melody and one pulsing in the background, and yep. I feel like they're off. Yeah, and I feel like it might have been the result of them like listening to the song so many times that they got used to it. Because I started to get used to it too, but that still remains, you know, a fact that I was a little disappointed when I first listened to it. So kind of um, imperfect, but I mean it was good. And like I said, I'm getting used to it, but definitely imperfect. Yeah, well, you know, on that note, Roger, I feel like listening to it, and this is maybe we're getting a little technical for some of our listeners, but like it was like they left the settings for one of the previous instruments before they swapped in the final one right so it's oh, like yeah. so there is you know this technique of compression or using a compressor or like a side chain as some people like refer to the technique as where you like you know if you have a synth line going and you really hear that heavy bassy synth throughout right usually playing the chord yeah and then the kick drum and the claps come in Every time a kick drum comes in and a clap comes in, you hear that sustaining bass synth completely drop in volume, just a little prematurely. Like the attack on it is a little too strong, and it, that felt just a little nauseating to me. Especially if you're like playing it loudly in the car or in like a yeah. bass-heavy room, like you notice it every single time the bass synth I, comes out. Yeah, I totally know what you mean. Wake me up. So uh, I have no idea what you guys are talking about, but, <laughs> but I am fascinated. I'm fascinated. And it's really interesting how what you just listened to prior to this song has such an intense uh, influence on how you think of this one or how you process the audio for this one. So Rodri listened to White Knight first and then came to Wake Me Up. I listened to Darling first as it was the first music video that (laughs) (laughs) came out. And I, I, I mean, not to go into my review of that one, but it's more simple and stripped down and basic. And so I was waiting for something with more oomph, more intensity and Wake Me Up gave it to me. I was like, yes. You know, this is an anthem right here. And I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, thematically, it seems to be all about recognizing and building on that self-awareness. I mean, musically, that's what it speaks to me as. It really reminds me of Taeyeon's Make Me Love You from SNSD in terms of how it builds on itself. And it sort of like crescendos toward the end in a very gradual emotionally delicate but empowering way if that makes any sense but like Mm -hmm. that's emotionally kind of what it reminded me of i agree i think that's a good comparison At the very end of the song, you hear him say, don't wake me up. And his voice is on a different filter than what it's been from the rest of the oh song. Oh my God. Right? And like, 
when he says don't wake me up it's like you almost expect the chorus to play another time right like for a final chorus i mean that's the feeling that i sort of feel like like when you say don't wake me up don't wake me up and then do it back into the chorus right (laughs) but then the song ends don't wake me up maybe that feeling of wanting to hear the chorus again was something that they did on purpose just so that it reinforces that earworm quality where you have to like replay the entire song again or it puts your brain (laughs) into that mental loop where you just become addicted Mm. to it that's a good Mm. point and it also is the same as uh we'll get into darling in a second but darling actually does that too and also i at least feel like white knight does that where it ends too quickly and abruptly like i could definitely yeah. just play it right again from the beginning right at that moment it ends mm-hmm. and feel like it was the same song never ended yeah wow. okay wow we can go into reviews so how do you guys rate this one to five score one being lowest five being highest on the concept on the concept i think this was visually stunning it was on message and it has us going around in circles wrestling with different theories so <laughs> I, and that, that's a good thing for us. Yeah. I would I would give this a strong uh, 3.9 concept. And I would give it a 3.5. The visuals are definitely great. I actually really liked this music video. I was telling you earlier, Peter, I, I usually don't like K-pop music videos that much. <laughs> um, I don't watch them very often. Mm-hmm. I usually just wait for like dance practice videos because I love the dance, uh, but yeah. not much else. But this one was like really soothing almost. It was like... I guess dreamlike. But anyway, mm. I, I liked watching it. And then I really like what we've discovered, or hopefully discovered and not just are totally wrong about. But what we've discovered about this uh, the concept of, as far as like storytelling, I think there's a lot of depth here. It's confusing, which is why I'm only giving it 3.5. But 3.5 is pretty good. Okay. So that's my score. So I'm going to overrate it. I'm going to give it a solid four for the concept. And this is me without even like completing the theory. Like I'm still theory crafting on it right now. (laughs) It's a song about a girl, but he's alone. And that has to have been on purpose. Like she's completely devoid and this feeling of trying to reach back and grasp that memory that you can't quite hold on to. That feels like you had that feeling, that emotion, but it's gone the moment you wake up. Mm-hmm. I love that how they conveyed it in this music video, and I think I'm close to pinning the handle on what that actually means. So, a solid four for the concept. Okay, nice. how would you guys rate the audio of the song? One to five. Audio for me was pretty nice. I'll go ahead and give it a three point five. I think I'll be bumping this one. I also am giving it a three point five for all the reasons I have heretofore expressed. <laughs> this is how about not Peter? fair. I'm, we're supposed to be different in our audio scores. <laughs> like, whatever. Aww. But also 3.5. I mean, it really builds Yay. on itself. I might like this more if I do more theory crafting, and then it builds like a, an emotional connection to me. And then maybe right. I will like the song more later after I've like unlocked it. But 3.5 for me right now, it's right there with Taeyeon's um, Make Me Love You. Okay, guys. Cool. On the whole, is this song... Taebok or not? <laughs> Taebok for me. I think it's Taebok. Definitely Taebok. I didn't come up right. thinking it was Daybok, but I have been convinced. Woo. This is definitely Daybok. I, 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 my hope is that that's what we can at least offer as a podcast. You know, to give you a different perspective on things or looking at something in a different light. 
hopefully we've been able to change the thinking for some of our listeners. Moving on. Yeah, we got to get into Darling, I Am Fun Done yeah. to get into this song. I love it. Darling, you need to Do you want to explain what happens? <laughs> like, what can... does happen? Does anything happen in the video? <laughs> um, Ooh, I guess we get Rodri's review. Okay. <laughs> I only watched it once, but uh, yeah. I remember much more than just seeing Taeyong. Uh, honestly, in circles. It, it, it's just like him <laughs> walking around in Arctic tundra in like Alaska in like, you know, his crow, you know, north of the wall outfit. And then it has... <laughs> <laughs> the nor- I know, I saw that. <laughs> That's a Game of, Game Thrones, of reference. Thrones reference. Um, yeah, maybe, then, maybe it was a Game of Thrones reference. Yeah, we have him walking around, you know, in a smoggy city on the street outside of a warehouse. We've got a chick, you know, back hugging him or he's hugging the chick, I can't remember. Um, we've got church pews also in the street, him on the top of a cityscape. We've got white doves being released just like in Blade Runner. And uh, and concludes back on the black outfit. I don't know. Seeing like the melting ice in the smog, I'm not sure if he was trying to make some sort of like political comment on global warming. But yes, uh, global warming. Yeah, I'm sure there was more to it than that, and that was just an unintended consequence. But could be because it's. I mean, if you take for granted that there's like melting ice and tons of like dirty city, that maybe it's if it's not a statement on global warming, it's a very good way to get across the message that you're alone and things aren't going well. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I was going to get. What do all of these settings have in common? He's isolated. They're desolate. He's like the last man on earth here. It's a pretty bad situation. <laughs> Except for a few dubs. <laughs> Except for a few chick, dubs. Right? And, like, I don't huh? know if that chick, the girl who, you know, we Is see. Is she real? Yeah, maybe uh, he's still I dreaming. that's the question. Yeah, she does <laughs> cry at one point. And do, like, you know, dream girls yeah. cry? I don't know. <laughs> that's true. But we see doves. We see him as a crow. Like, <laughs> doves are usually, like, a symbol of, like, souls, right? You know, mm-hmm. moving on. So yeah, it, it could be that he's the last man on Earth. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember seeing the flying doves in the same setting as the as the outdoor church mm-hmm. scene with the pews there and just those two together really hit me with a lot of christian symbolism for being yeah. saved for moving into the afterlife being redeemed that kind of thing and that happens in the second half of the the music video the, the first half is all about just being out there alone in a desolate abandoned settings but then he comes to church for the second half <laughs> what does it all mean that's Taeyong for you. Christian mm-hmm. symbolism. I think other reviewers have commented that this sounds sort of like the spiritual sequel to Eyes, Nose, Lips. Yeah. If you look into the meaning of that song, that 2014 major hit, Taeyong confessed that it was about um, his feelings for Min Hyo Rin. And uh, 
wishing for something that was in the past. Mm. This one seems to be sort of that same thing. I think right? I read got a different model. That he said this album was inspired by his relationship with her. What? Ah. So that could be. I could be wrong about that, but yeah. and I think maybe I got that from Wikipedia too, which day one Wikipedia is not as good as day five <laughs> Wikipedia. But <laughs> we'll see, I guess. I, I could corroborate that. If you look into the lyrics, it's about it's realizing that we're not good together. Nothing is forever. And, you know, some of the lyrics talk about, like, you know, just go to someone else that never makes mm-hmm. you cry. Because clearly, you know, like, I was angry at you. You were angry at me. And I'm sorry. But this isn't yeah. going to work. Yeah, there's a lot of push and pull in the lyrics and in the song itself. I mean, he start, I think he, he starts out more angry, like lashing out at her for how she hurt him. And then right. in the chorus talks about how much he still loves her and there's this this contradiction or paradox in that but for anyone who's been in love that's what it is right yeah you know i i think the the message there is to get comfortable with the idea of impermanence that you might have really been in love but uh true love doesn't have to last forever Maybe yeah. it can have an end, you know? I, I really feel that temporality is going throughout this album, at least through the three songs that we've looked at, you know, with Rodri's intro, Wake Me Up, there's that moment that it can be all gone as soon as you wake up. It's same thing here. It's, it's all about how you respond to that idea. Are you going to try and hold on to something that's already gone? Or are you going to, you know, take a deep breath and let it go and accept? Yeah. What's the more mature choice, huh? Yeah. We're not going to give the answer here. (laughs) (laughs) At least, you know, this album and this conversation asked that question. Rodri, I will let you take it away for the album. Good, because I have oh so much to say. The song, we've we've already said this, it sounds a lot like uh, Eyes, Nose, Lips. uh, It's kind of, in my mind, Eyes, Nose, Lips is the 2014 equivalent of Wedding Dress. And this is kind of the... Mm -hmm. 2017 equivalent of wedding dress like it's sort of (laughs) this tried and true formula of piano beats and gradual intensity building towards an emotional climax that is usually not very happy but uh taehyung is good at that stuff and this is something i think i think he's a sentimental guy i think he and i I couldn't help but think of g dragon's uh 2014 untitled Mm. thing Mm -hmm. and how like quiet and sentimental and personal that is i think these are two guys who have been friends forever and both have the same tastes in like their own music where because when you when you Mm -hmm. do a song primarily on the piano usually you practice your song on the piano you write your song on the piano and then you transfer it to other instruments you have your producers make it into a pop song with beats and synths and you know all of the other accoutrements that come with uh, being a pop song but when you decide to keep it on a piano, it's because typically it's because something about the way that you felt while you played it on the piano, you just couldn't recreate it any other way. And you know that that's the yes. best way to, to give the message to the people who, are, who will be listening is to keep it acoustic, mm-hmm. keep it personal, keep it you in your room expressing yourself or in Taeyong's case, usually standing in a darkened room with his shirt off, moving in circles, <laughs> very rhythmic. <laughs> and uh, voluptuous ways. <laughs> All right, that escalated quickly. <laughs> oh, it always does with Taeyang. Oh, yes. <laughs> he, he can't keep his shirt on for, for much of any of his music videos. Oh, uh, what a shame. <laughs> what a shame. 
<laughs> anyway, the uh, the music, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't planning on getting into like the chord structure or anything like that, but I really think there is some very interesting things here. Let me begin this by telling you, my here's my theory. The music playing is the girl in the relationship and his singing is him. And it's an emotional struggle yeah. between the two the whole time. Huh. Here's here's my, where I uh, my evidence for that. You're giving me goosebumps, Rodri. <laughs> oh, I had so many doing this. <laughs> there are a few ground rules I should lay here first, just so that this is a lot simpler as we go through it. Keep in mind that uh, for those of you who don't know what a key signature is, by the way, it is the pattern that the notes follow that make it sound good. And so it usually starts on a note, and we name the key signature after the note that it starts on. Everything that starts on C in this is Taeyang's. Everything that starts on G is the girls. And this is a struggle between the music that is playing and the melody of what Taeyang is singing. Taeyang represents Taeyang, and the music represents the girl. So remember, the music is the girl, the voice is Taeyang, C is Taeyang, G is the girl. I like that conflict. Let us begin. <laughs> Long ago. Just kidding. Uh, it, starts, it starts in the intro. You've got, uh, it's, uh, it starts with A minor and then goes to D major and then goes back to A minor and then goes to D major. D, by the way, is another significant one for the girl. Just keep that in mind as well. D and G, girl, C, Taeyang. Um, a minor, minor is unhappy. Major is happy. So it's an, a minor chord, unhappy, resolving to a major chord, happy. And let's listen to the very first part of the song. I think you will agree with me. It does not feel unhappy yet. So now that you've heard that, if all you knew about the song was that it was called Darling and it sounded like that, you wouldn't know this was a sad song. Not necessarily, at least. This is Taeyang. So, of course, it's probably sad. But he goes on and immediately changes the key signature. So it's like that is this, if this song is the story of their relationship, the relationship between the girl and the guy here, then the intro is like a false start. It's like you just met and you think you know this person, you think you'll be perfect for them, but then everything immediately changes the second you seal the deal, however you choose to seal the deal. It immediately changes to the key of C, which is Young's key, but the girl is trying to express her freedom still. There are all happy chords here, all major chords, and yet it seems so sad. And that is because the melody does not quite match with the chords that are being played. The chords go into go out of the key signature. And so you've got you've started in the key signature and then you're like wrestling to stay in the key signature the whole time and that pattern that makes the song a happy song. But you're outside that pattern, and so you're outside happiness, and there's tension in the relationship. By the time the first verse is over, the very last chord is not one of the ones previously played in the pattern. There are several patterns throughout the uh, verse. The very last chord breaks the pattern with an F minor chord. And that minor chord sort of breaks the early relationship where things were wrestling to go well, but now it's clear that something has to change and something does change because the pre-chorus happens and that is a, a huge change. They go to, um, they're still in the same key, but they're playing all kinds of chords that don't belong in it. They're playing A minor, they're playing E major. E major, by the way, for those of you who don't know music theory, is such a wrong chord to play in a C major key. So bad, as well as D by the way, which gets played a lot in this song. 
D gets played a lot, and it is in the C major chord when it is played, and it is never belonging there. So the girl just doesn't belong in Young's world. And so he, in order not to lose her, has to change his world to match hers. So we go to the chorus, and he does that. And the key changes to G, which is her chord, uh, her key signature. However, Young never sings in G major, uh, the key signature of G major. So he never sings her song. So but he, for whatever reason, stubbornness, uh, they had a fight, they don't understand each other. Right. Young can't get in her world. So he's letting her live in her world, but now they're kind of apart and they're wrestling with each other still. They can't, they, they want this to work. I get the feeling that if this song were actually a girl and a guy in a relationship, the girl would be trying to work with the guy too, just as much as the guy's trying to work with the girl. It's clear Young wants this girl, but it's also clear that the girl is sort of clinging to the melody and not going totally out of the way. But there's a lot of D, a lot of G, in this uh, in this chorus, a lot of D chords, G chords, A minor chords, stuff that only makes sense in the key of G major. Nothing that makes sense in Young's world, and he's still singing as if he was in his world. However, for the very last line of it, he sings the words, darling, darling, you, negan um, notunya, I totally butchered that, I'm sure. But uh, he, for those ones, he actually sings, the, or the chord happens as C minor. So it kind of returns briefly to Taeyang's world, where the girl tries to match him, but it's a minor chord instead of a major chord. So it's an unhappy sort of compromise they've made. Darling, darling, you're so he is basically singing, and he's finally starting to sing accidentals. He's singing outside his key signature. So this is totally uncomfortable for both of them. And then at the very end, they end, they do two C minor chords, and then they do two D major chords. The chord that is not in Young's world. The, the chord that is like the ultimate chord within the G major scale. The beautiful world of this girl that she loves, that she can't get rid of, that she can't live in Young's world because this one is so her. They play that chord at the end of the chorus. And that's right when Young is at his saddest. If instead of D major, it resolved to G, they would have both been in sync for that one brief moment. Because it ends on D, the place your brain immediately wants to go is to G. G is hers. However, Taeyong actually is singing a G at that moment. So he is willing to make the compromise right there, but it just doesn't happen. You hear in the song, um, and we'll play a clip of this in a second. You hear in the song, the piano chord that is the D chord sort of starts to get louder and starts pulsing a little bit as if it's like really wrestling with itself, struggling to try and become a G chord. But then they go right back into C, starting in Taeyong's world again. So like it so doesn't happen. Close. Just when you exactly. think they're make it, they completely separate. It's just this struggle, this relationship. And he loves this girl and the girl seems to love him too, but they just are not right for each other. And so there's this frustration of constantly being not good enough for the girl throughout this entire song. And the girl not quite knowing how to be good enough for the guy or whatever, however that works. Um, We don't have enough information here and I might be reading too much into it anyway. But we do know that it doesn't resolve. After all of this is over, the very end of the song, 
it ends instead of with a D chord like it does in the other choruses, it ends with an open-ended G7 chord. So we finally get that that G that we were looking for earlier. However, the seventh note on that chord leaves it open. So is that a resolution? It's not. But we don't know what it, really what it is because the song ends there. So the story remains untold. And uh, I guess that's private between Taeyang and his girl. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's an open-ended ending. Yeah, that's so great, Roger. I'm so glad you brought that. Like, I listened to this and I wasn't listening to that conflict between the melody and the harmony, right? Or at least, be- you know, between Taeyang singing it and the instrumental. Because it sounds like it goes together, at least on the surface. But when you really dive into it, there's a lot of conflict between these two elements. There is, yeah. It's crazy. That's what I like about this song so much. I, at first, I liked it because it's, it reminds me of Eisner's Lips. It reminds me of Wedding Dress. And I like both of those songs a lot. But once I really dived into this song and saw that, possibly at least, there was a story in here, I like. I started to get chills. I just like really felt like I knew Taeyang in that moment. Like he was yeah. an artist really expressing himself in the purest form a musician can, right. which is just to give us great music that matches the message. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Rodri. I'm not sure if this song would succeed if it was done with any other singer. Mm-hmm. To your point, Rodri, like it was just a piano, a bass, and supporting vocals. And Taeyang, his voice really shines, especially in that conflict with the instrumental. In my opinion, I've only watched this a few times, and Roger, your analysis has like blown my mind and made me want to go back and listen to it again immediately and get all these hidden Easter eggs. Um, but the melody itself did not grab me like at all. I didn't think it was as good as Eyes, Nose, Lips. I don't like it as much as Wake Me Up. The melody seemed pretty uh, basic and forgettable to me. There's like some sweet moments in there, like the pre-chorus, but I've watched the video a few times now, but I couldn't hum the melody if I tried. It, I forgot it all. Okay, final scores. One to five for the concept. For the concept, I think this was in the high middle for me, so I'll give it a 3.6. It was a bit repetitive, and I did feel like clicking away sometimes, so it didn't grab my attention as much as other videos. So 3.6 on that. I don't know. Does the uh, story I just told you count as audio or concept? I think that's audio. Mm. That's like composition. Okay, I agree. I think the concept... Um, as far as like the music video yeah. and the kind of very obvious story he was telling in the lyrics was a little bit basic. Not unwelcome. I liked Wedding Dress. I liked yeah. Eyes, Nose, Lips, and I liked Darling. I think probably a three. It mm. was artistically done. And there's probably something here that I'm not reading, at least concept-wise. Maybe it illustrates itself more in the audio. I think it meets the bar. So it's a three for me. All right. And then how about the audio, you guys? I take it Rodri's going to give it a high score? You would be correct. My score for this audio is a 4.6. Whoa. (laughs) I love this song. I think all of us all day, every day are like creating things. But an artist kind of goes beyond creation. They, They sort of do it. We do it to just like survive, right? And then get like social rewards and all this. But they're like all the way up Maslow's pyramid of hierarchy of needs, self-actualization. <laughs> they just do this because they have to. And in this in yeah. this song, Taeyong feels like an artist who just 
has to tell his story. And I feel like he just did it so well, whether he intended all of the things that I came up with or not. I just thought this was so beautiful. Like, I just got chills every time I found a new chord that matched my theory and just thought, man, this this is just like something that came out of the ether through Young and is just like a beautiful representation of lost love that is so just unforgettable and beautiful. I couldn't, I, 4.6, yeah. so good. Ah, that makes me feel so basic. Because I'm gonna, oh, I, I just can't. I, I didn't hear all of the the layers and the beauty that you did. There's some sweet moments to it, but I, I was bored most of the song, honestly. So it's okay. I'm, I'm gonna drop it down like three point two. Ooh, that yeah. is a crushing blow. I mean, you you put it in the same sentence with <laughs> eyes, nose, lips, and with wedding dress. I think wedding dress is far and away the best out of those three. I could listen to that for the rest of my life. So maybe it's just personal taste, I guess. But yeah. It could be. About- this is definitely the kind of song I typically like. Well, I, I definitely feel Eyes, Nose, Lips and Wedding Dress. And this is like that version of that song for the third wave of like K-pop fans. Like maybe you got into K-pop in like 2009. Maybe you got into K-pop in 2014. And maybe you're getting into K-pop in 2017. Like this is that song for each of those generations. And it fulfills that need for each of those generations. I was wrestling between liking Darling and Wake Me Up more. I was going back and forth because I like them both for different reasons. I'm still not sure which one I like more. But this one, like, I get that feeling that Rodri, you know, shows in his theory. But Wedding Dress, (laughs) (laughs) right? Stays with me stronger. So it's a 3.7 for me. Cool. So I'm speechless, guys. (laughs) Speechless. On the whole, is this song Daybuck or not? Stephanie? Why am I first? I'm still deciding. Um, <laughs> you know the okay, correct okay, okay, answer. Okay. I'll, I'll put no, it no, no, it's, it's fine. It's okay. fine. I'm going to, I'm going to like barely give it a Daybuck. Oh. It's just barely there for me. Mainly you. because you guys, you guys convinced me to come over to that side. That's it. <laughs> see, see, Roger, see, yeah. look what you did. You made someone who would hate the song. <laughs> like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, this is so Daybok for me. I am going to be listening to this as much as I listened to Wedding Dress or Eyes, Nose, Lips. I loved both of those, by the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's all this picking favorites between the three. Ah! I love them all. <laughs> it's clear. I will listen to all of them. Wow. Uh, I will add this one to the list. I love it. Yeah. And there's no question that this is Daybok. I don't listen to R&B ballads. I don't always listen to R&B ballads. But when I do. <laughs> but when I do, I listen to Taeyang. Perfect. Peter, if there is anything okay. this world could ask of you, it is just that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so we've gone through all of our reviews, but let's take a step back here and think about how these songs fit into Taeyang's larger career trajectory. Do you think that these two songs in particular and then the White Knight album constitutes a, a good comeback choice for him? Or is it maybe too similar to his last releases, his most recent ones. I, I'm going to say it was. And, you know, our critique of Card is that they do a lot of the mm-hmm. same thing over and over, right? Maybe it's just with Young and everything that he does with Big Bang. I've gotten enough flavor from this artist that I've heard different sounds and different genres from this guy. And and um, what do you call it? What's that song? Keep singing, keep singing. Oh, Ringa Linga? You don't want to hear me sing it. 
Ringa Linga. <laughs> I yeah. love Ringa Linga. Like, that was a different, like, more like that, that was a different beast in itself, right? So we've we've gotten some variety from Taehyung, but absolutely, like this R and B ballad is at totally his sweet spot. And he spaced each of these albums apart, where it affects different generations in different ways. And this album feels like it is intellectually mature enough for a mature idol. Yeah, you know? like it, this is like good timing of this message. And this feeling from him. Definitely. And he gives this song, these songs, because you can tell that it's emotionally striking him in that strong way. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I slightly prefer yeah. his more hip hop vibe stuff, um, but that's just, just my genre preference. I, I do like what he came out with here, and it shows a, a level of maturity, I think, where he is built upon what he did last. He wasn't just trying to grasp for the hype and the fame that the last song got him. He tried to build on it and make something more, I think. Yeah. So uh, on that note, do you think that he, he has changed as an artist at all? Like when, when was the last album again? Was it 2014? 14. Yeah. Three years is like a lifetime in K-pop dog years. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, it, it's a very similar message, mm-hmm. right? All the way to the beginning from Wedding Dress, where it's like this feeling of being like, you're being friend-zoned, right? From uh, from your friend and the girl's going for the other yeah. guy. This, I think just, it's the same feeling, but it, it's a lot more sophisticated, in my opinion, even though we've seen it in two iterations previously. And this one, this latest inter- iteration honestly feels the saddest mm. and maybe it's because he's about to go back to the army with gd uh. and his other big bang boys <laughs> it's this dark wave that we're seeing from big bang right before they That's go right. away and you bring up a good point that he's done this theme so many times at different points in his life Maybe the message or the song itself has gotten darker or changed because this outcome has happened so many times. He's been friend-zoned and blocked and (laughs) just down in the dumps so many times. He's like, you know what? Maybe this is just my lot. Yeah, but may- maybe you'll you'll make it up to him when he comes. To oh San yes, Jose, Stephanie. oh yes. You'll, you'll 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 be there to to comfort oh, him. Oh, for sure. Moments. Just of, come right here, know. Taeyang. <laughs> I will never friend zone you. Lay upon thy bosom. Yes, with all of the glitter, I take you and the glitter and the feathers and whatever. Just <laughs> maybe that was less PG as well. Wear anything you want. <laughs> Uh, or or not yeah (laughs) all right anyways (laughs) Uh, so uh, all in all i I think that we we can all agree that taeyang is continuing to grow into a real musician and artist that we can respect and who has a long successful career ahead of him in k-pop he's not slowing down at all and i hope not i'm really excited about that he changes and his music changes as well and that's really the best that we can expect from any of these like veteran k-pop idols as far as listener feedback i still haven't finished editing our last episode (laughs) so we're recording this before we put out the last one so um we'll we'll get back to that but i I think just one other add-on comment we had um taylor Mm. or taylor leave a comment on our 
Facebook. Yeah. This will be a little bit old by the time this episode gets out, but Taylor left a comment on our Facebook acknowledging what we had to say about Girls' Generation that Holiday definitely seemed like the weaker song compared to All Night. Um, but Holiday filled that summer vibe, and he even points out that Kenzie, who wrote SNSD's debut song, was also the writer of the Holiday ah. song. So it was really SNSD coming full wow. circle. So there was a lot of things we missed and got wrong about SNSD that sounds were more than ready to point out to us, and we've taken <laughs> <out>. <laughs> so once. Okay, so that's it for this week of the K-pop cast. Rodri, thank you so much for joining us. I always appreciate your time and your willingness to join us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. I have no idea what we're going to cover next. Maybe Hyanna, maybe... um, Who else was coming back? BTS! Oh my gosh, like BTS. BTS. The K-pop world explodes whenever, like, like BTS moves a finger and, like, the entire K-pop world shakes, like... Whenever they release a new episode of their, like, uh, whatever show they do, the next day or the next few days, I see just, like, videos from it, like, video clips from it all over. Oh, yeah, Bangtan TV. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's so funny. I like the highlight reel. Yeah. Make sure to check that out before the the comeback drops. The highlight reel is like a movie. BTS. They could just do anything and do it well, but they do everything they do well. Oh. Okay. Well, you guys know where to find us and get in touch with us. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, cut it out, guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just Save trying to wrap it. it up here. So, um, yeah. you know where to find us online digitally. Um, I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Rodri, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at Rodri Rodri. It's my name twice. R-H-O-D-R-I. R-H-O-D-R-I. Or you can follow the uh, K-pop show page. I have, a, I have another podcast called The K-pop Show that I'm, you know, I'm not... It's not active right now. It's worth uh, listening to those episodes. If you're discovering these podcasts for the first time, go check and listen to uh, all the other episodes from the K-pop show. You can find me on Twitter at sparker2. And don't forget to tweet at us. We love hearing from you guys what we got wrong or what you agree with or what you like or dislike so that we can make this a better show. Just give us a tweet at... Everybody tweet Peter and tell him what uh, he did wrong. Yeah, that hasn't stopped a lot of people, actually. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you can give us a tweet at the K pop cast and then we'll uh, record it there. Don't forget to subscribe, tell your friends to listen to K pop as a podcast. Catch you Yay. all next week. Bye bye. K pop rules. Bye.